hey, Heather, sing me a song about you being part of the cartel and having to move your family to the Ozarks in order to establish a casino. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that's pretty vague. I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. Viva Las Vegas. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You're close enough. I was trying to think of like a song that's just really about money. Um, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, man, I can't think of one though. I'm thinking like, yeah, I don't know. I got, see, I'm so bad at these on the spot ones, but <laughs> something about money. Like there's so many songs about money. I know What's there's that? so many cash rules, everything around me. That song. That's all I can think oh, of. Oh yeah. That one, that one. Yep. <laughs> I know got no other one. words to that song, but that's close enough. <laughs> yeah. That'll work. That'll work. So see, Sterling, we both won. We both had something. Boom. So we won. In your face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And with that, Sterling, you can play the music. Hey, Cinefans, it is your resident wrestler, yes, sir, Justin Taylor, and I am joined again by Heather, and it will be just us two tonight. Unfortunately, our fearless leader, Sterling, is um, still pumping up the overtime. He's an essential worker at this moment, so he will not be able to join us um, on this particular podcast for one more week, but it is Heather and I, and we are here to talk about Ozark, the trending, I mean, one of the most watched, most streamed programs right now on Netflix. It's in the top 10 every week. It's been for, I mean, quite a bit of time now. So we're going to get dive right into the Ozark and we're going to talk about everything we like, dislike and everything in between for seasons one through three. So with that being said, of course, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to let the lady go first. So Heather, uh, how about we start with some non-spoiler, just impressions of what you've thought of seasons one through three of Ozark thus far? Oh boy. Um, it's so hard to say because there's so many feelings attached with this show. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah. It's, it's one of those shows that everybody talked about. Everybody was like, yes, you have to watch it. It's so great. For whatever reason, I was never fully like on the bandwagon at first. I was just like, okay, sure. I'll get to it when I get to it. Nothing specifically against it, but just wasn't like on my radar of Yes, this is the next thing I want to watch. But, you know, eventually came around to it. And um, I do have to say it's definitely a wild ride. That is 100% the truest thing I could say about the show is a wild ride. It has, it has some drama. It has some action. It has suspense. It has intrigue. It has scandal. It has almost everything. It has murder. You know, it has just almost everything that you could ever want in a show. And it's crazy (laughs) because they do it in a way where it's so captivating. You know, they don't, they don't like there's, you know how there's those shows when they're, they're going for long enough or they don't have a, um, 
like a, a fleshed out enough story to make it really work beyond the one big thing they wanted to do in the show. <laughs> but this mm-hmm. one, it keeps going. It keeps going. And it just, it's like a spiraled, just a, a tangled web that continues to be woven throughout these people's lives. And in this, this situation that these, these, this family gets themselves into when they are forced basically to move so that they don't get killed by a drug cartel Lord. <laughs> so it's, it's very, very well written. Um, I do love how they f- do end up fleshing out the characters and giving them some form of, of development throughout the three seasons that it's been on. I think the leads are fantastic. Jason Bateman, I've always been a fan of him, but after seeing him in this, like there's just no doubt that he can kind of do any kind of role he wants, you know? Um, Laura Linney is great. Uh, really just everybody in this show is so great. And it's definitely a show that I'm really glad I came around to eventually watching because man, don't sleep on this show guys, because you definitely need to watch it sooner than I did. It's so good. And yeah, um, there's just so many great characters and storylines and the whole time, all three seasons, you're just like, I want to know what's going to happen. So for me, it's definitely a must watch. It's definitely something that's going to pique your interest and you definitely need to get on board. Yeah, um, the, those are some sentiments that I can definitely agree with. And I was in a similar boat with you. I, I always saw this. I always, you know, you can't help but notice it when you um, activate your Netflix and when you see these big, this big top 10 display. And this was always there. Like ever since they started that whole top 10 thing on Netflix, I always saw Ozark in there. But I really didn't know what it was. I was just intrigued by the name I guess you could say I just you know there just wasn't anything and I hadn't heard too much word of mouth from anybody about it um, at least for the first uh, couple of seasons but man my timeline whenever season three dropped and all I saw on my timeline was people going, oh, my gosh, Ozark. Oh, man, the season finale yeah. of, finale of, of Ozark. Oh, man, Ozark. Oh, man, Ozark. I just saw it so much that I just couldn't ignore it. And so then I kind of got curious and started asking around. Um And we were fishing for topics and it just seemed like a good opportunity to bring this up and uh, present the idea to maybe try to watch this and review it. But yeah, and and I talked to a couple of friends who had already seen it and they were like, what? That they hadn't suggested it to me because they just figured I had already watched it. (laughs) And so that's why I hadn't heard anything from them. But they were like, what? You haven't seen that, man? You haven't seen Jason Bateman and Laura Lenny, you know, that they were like, what? You haven't watched it? And 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 I didn't know Laura Lenny was in it. But when he told me that Laura Lenny was in it, Laura Lenny is really, really good. Ooh, like she is. Yeah. yeah, she's a I mean, that might be understated in saying she's really good. She's she's great. I've seen her really bring some layers to some roles in some movies and things like that. So I've always respected her as an actress. So when I heard she was in it, I was like, Oh man, yeah, I'm stupid for not watching this, you know? So, uh, so, so then we got to watch it and man, it's not every day that you run into a series that seems to improve 
as it goes along. And I think that this is one of those where I can say that, like, like you said, every season builds something on top of the season before it and the resolve of the characters, the the decisions that some of them make or what happens between them, the animosity or the tension that happens between some of the characters and how, you know, it's this family, but how they are getting deeper and deeper into this whole working of the cartel and how they are becoming more and more essential to kind of, (laughs) what the cartel leader is doing and it's just crazy because it really is like if you were to simplify it to just you have this kind of like you know you have this guy who's part of this gang and maybe at first he's street level he's just doing simple stuff maybe he's delivering drugs and then you know if you watch any of those movies maybe after a while he he or she shows some loyalty and then they get deeper involved and things get more dangerous and things get more and there's more drama and there's competitors and things like that. And after a while, you go from kind of a street level person on the outside looking in and then all of a sudden you are caught and intertwined in this web, this labyrinth of crime, murder, all these crazy decisions and a test of your loyalty, etc. And that is essentially what happens to this family. You know, they start off kind of on the outside of things, but as the seasons develops and they get more involved and they kind of get closer to the cartel, Things get more dangerous. And and that's about how you would imagine something like this would go. And that's what they do. But on top of that, though, there are just a lot of surprises in this. I mean, when things happen in this show, they tend to shock you. There there tends to be great moments where they build tension and make you wonder what's going to happen. And you just don't know how the show is going to do it. And 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 I, and that's a testament to the show, because that that's what I loved about Game of Thrones, a show like that, where going from season to season, mm. you just weren't sure who was going to get it or what was going to happen or how this could be a resolution. Or sometimes you would look at the situation and go, man, how in the world are these characters going to get out of this situation? Like, I just don't see a way out of this situation. And then something happens and you're like, oh my goodness, man. And I mean, and that's one, and that's a testament to this show. They that they they really just have you in the palm of their hand and they just take you on this ride and then as you're seeing all these volatile situations you know that something's got to give you know that something is coming to a head and it really is just an edge of your seat element that you don't get with a lot of shows and and that's what makes it so enjoyable man I want to talk about specific things but we'll get to that in a minute but yeah uh, I, I hark some of the sentiments of Heather this was very enjoyable it, it, it is great from start to finish and man the the acting performances like you said I mean as expected Laura Lenny is fantastic in this but yeah Jason Bateman a, a guy who I haven't seen in in many movies and everything like that but I but I knew he was a credible actor but man this really just uh 
really turned around my opinions on him or I guess lack thereof you could say and now I kind of want to see other movies that he's been in I kind of want to uh, go and find some more stuff that he's in. Uh, Julia Gardner, who plays Ruth in this, I love the Ruth character. And, and I mean, we'll probably get into some more specifics here, but man, that's a great character. I really like that character. And the actress, Julia, just plays her uh, wonderfully. I love her scenes. I love the vulnerability of the character, but I love the tough exterior of the character also. And uh, I mean, she's as tough as nails. She's strong, but also can be vulnerable when it counts. And and I and I just love all of that. And that's really a lot of these characters. You see vulnerability, but then you see them also rise to an occasion. And then you see them do some things that are surprising. And then you see them and you're like, and then you you worry for them because you're like morally, oh man, this is going to rock this character morally. Like all of that is in this series. So it's not only just the simple thrills and the simple edge of your seat stuff, but there's really some great moral conundrums it puts the characters in. There's a lot of character growth and arcs that happen throughout this entire series. So yeah, man, my hat is off to them for really delivering something that um, to me was wonderful from start to finish. Thus far, seasons uh, one through three. And uh, shifting gears on that, um, so recommendation and score, Heather, what do you think of uh, seasons one through three thus far? Yeah, so I think a good way for me to describe what this show is, is a slow burn. It is really good the whole way through, but you really have to be invested enough in it to get the payoff of the things that come about from the show. And that's a good thing. You know, it's not like it takes a long time for them to rope you in because the first episode is like, what? (laughs) You know, but (laughs) it, it doesn't take a long time to rope you in. But just the payoff of what they're doing and what what you want to see happen in some situations or just wanting the resolution that you want from some of the situations, it might take a while to get there. The story leading up to it is always great. But it's just a slow burn show where you have to really just be patient to wait it out and like get that payoff of what you're looking for in some of the stories. So I love that about it, though, because that's how you keep them coming back. And that's how you that's how it ropes me in, because I'm invested. I'm intrigued. I'm like, okay, I can't not keep watching this. I need to know what's going to happen with this or that. So it's fantastically written it's really fantastically written and phenomenally acted like there's just really you you can't really go wrong with any aspect of this show I understand if maybe it's not everybody's cup of tea you know and that's just not your type of show but if it is your type of show you're definitely going to be in it and even if it's not your type of show you really just can't deny the the performances or the the detail in the writing, you know. So it's it's a great show. I'm really glad that I started watching it. Um, so yeah, I definitely do recommend it. It's one of those where give it a try, even if you didn't think you wanted to. That's where I was. Definitely give it a shot. It's super worth it. Um, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it 90. Get your shotguns and get on the road to Knoxville out of 100. 
Nice. And um, yes, this is a, a a strong recommendation for me. I mean, um, it's in the top 10. So the, the maybe you've already seen it and you're just wondering what we think about it. But if you haven't, man. You, you got to check this out. I mean, this is the, this is compelling television and I'm going to. And I mean, if I've got any breaking bad fans out there um, who've seen that series, this gives me similar kind of vibes to that. Um, now, it's a lot different from breaking bad and I'll break down why in our non spoiler section. But that but 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 I get a lot of feelings from that from this. This is very much that kind of thing where you got this family dynamic and then they're involved in kind of this just this ridiculously crazy situation so uh so an ode to that show but if you liked breaking bad i'm not saying this is the exact same thing but this is within the ballpark of that too as far as the quality of it the writing of it what happens with the characters the twist and the turns the drama the entry it's that same kind of of show where it just draws you in and like you said develops these characters and then the payoffs that you get for investing your time are definitely worth it and I mean at the end of season three I I can't wait to see season four I want to know what happens I want to know how crazy this thing can get and I got a feeling it's gonna get crazier and so I think that you need to hop aboard the train this is definitely a ride that uh, I recommend that you take. And with that being said, my score is going to be similar to Heather's. I was I only went one point higher, but yeah, I'm going to give this uh, 91. <laughs> Ruth Langmore's kicking guys in the balls and telling them to get the hell out of the strip club out of 100. <laughs> All right. And with that being said, we will move on to the spoiler section of this episode so this is everything anything goes so um, if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers uh you better stop listening right now in five four three two one all right spoiler time so yeah like you were saying that first episode where uh like all these people are killed and all of a sudden uh, Marty Bird is 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 in the negotiation of his life. Man, that was crazy. Mm. What a way to start the show, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's I mean, you know, like you, you got to have a good pilot to keep people interested. But like they kind of went above and beyond like they were just like, no, we're going to make sure that people keep watching this. <laughs> like with that first episode, <laughs> it was so crazy. I'm like this is happening in episode one like what is going on yeah it was crazy yeah and then it really and also just the like the character development of the show the continuity because immediately right there you see marty bird's strengths and he seems to be great at that he's got that silver tongue he's able to talk people into things or whenever it's a volatile stressful situation he starts negotiating or talking about the pros and the cons or okay well uh why don't you look at this or have you looked at this oh is this really the decision you want to make well let's look at this decision if you make this decision then this is what's going to happen like you see all of that 
in the first episode when he's under pressure and and he makes that deal with the with our what I guess you could say the face of the cartel at the time, although that face gets blasted off by the end of season one, (laughs) which is just crazy, which is just absolutely crazy, but we'll get there. But no, you see those character traits in Marty immediately in season one. And that is something that is consistent every time he is in a crazy situation and you just think that, He's going to react in a horrible way or anything like that. Um, Normally, what happens is the negotiator part of him comes out. That salesmanship part of him comes out and it happens constantly in in the seasons. And, And there are definitely times where he gets rattled and gets shaken and stuff like that. But the narrative really picks and chooses those times. But most of the time, this is what you see from him. And this is his strength. He's the brains. He's analytical. He likes to super duper just overthink things before he he likes to think before he acts. He's a looker before he leaps. And they establish that right away with his character in this. Yeah. And the thing I love about Marty is he is the absolute most composed person in high tense situations, which you don't expect because it's not like he has like this, you know, like background of being somebody who's always in these situations, (laughs) you know, like it's kind of like this happened to him because of his partners. He rolled with it because he kind of had to in a way. But just the way he's able to talk himself out of situations or explain away certain things, it's really incredible, but just how composed he is. Like for somebody who's an ordinary man who just like he's not trying to have this life of crime, he didn't really have that before. He's just so composed, even around like killers, (laughs) you know, and I, I love that about his character, but it's also just like. How are you like that? Like, it it makes you want to know more about what his character is or who his character is, because you're just like, how are you that composed? You know, and then we find out, you know, throughout the course of the show that he just really has a hard time with showing his emotions, you know, with with giving that to for anything. And that's probably partially why he's able to do that in these situations. But I mean, eventually he ends up just at a breaking point with everything going on. And you, you see that side of him a little bit more later on, but man, it's just like, it, I just, I love how he plays that character because he's so like, he, he seems unfazed, even though, you know, just by his acting that he's internally really freaking out, <laughs> like afraid he's going to die, afraid his family's going to die, afraid something's going to go wrong. Like, You know, and when you have when you're in that situation they're in where they're just like they have to really launder this money for the drug cartel or else they will die. All of them. You know, it's kind of like, how are you not always exhausted? Like, I would always be on edge. I would always be afraid that like at every turn or every corner, someone's going to be there to pretty much kill me if I'm not doing everything perfectly. Like you're completely under this microscope and he is just so composed no matter what. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing about his character. And um, like for a little bit, I was like, wait, nobody would be that, that way in that situation. So I was like, what's going on here? Like, they're not really showing 
like how terrified someone would be. But then the, the more you get to know Marty, you're like, no, that's on purpose. It's not just like a poor choice of, you know, acting skill or something. It's like, no, that's a decision on purpose. <laughs> like he's trying to be this very composed, not freak out because he doesn't want probably them to think he can't do his job, you know, because then it's going to make it worse and he's going to be even more under the microscope. And yeah, I mean, it's just a very interesting way to make this protagonist character in this show. And it's also funny how, like at first, you think he's kind of like, he's a good guy, but also a bad guy. Like it makes you think he's having an affair. And it turns out he's not the one having an affair, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting because you have these preconceived notions about who he is going into the first couple of episodes. And you're just like, I don't know. I want to root for him, but I don't because he's a cheater and he's not at all. So it's just really, I love the way that they reveal more about who he is because it's kind of like in the long run, why you root for him. You know what I mean? And like, and I know we're going to talk about this more because you and I kind of discuss this a little bit, but like Julia Garner as Ruth, like, man, like I just, I cannot say enough about her acting about that character. I love that character. She honestly makes the show for me a lot of the time. She's really kind of the heart of that show. And like, she's feisty. She's sassy. You know, she's, she's very ballsy. You know, she's independent, but I love her and Marty's relationship (laughs) because I think it's definitely that like, you know, it starts out where she's trying to like take him for some money you know, like they aren't friends. They don't know each other. They kind of hate each other yeah. at first. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just kind of grows into this. She totally sees him as a father figure because her dad is terrible in every possible way. Oh my gosh. And yeah, even though he was awful, yeah, he really was. <laughs> and like, and Marty, you know, he's got some demons, but like deep down, he's a family man. He cares deeply for his family. And I think she sees that. And even just in the way he treats her too. Like he's stern with her, but I think she wants that. She wants discipline because she didn't have that at all. And I love that. And because, that at all. Yeah. And I love that because she's like, you could tell she like gives like her sass back to him and all that. But in the long run, I think she, she wants him to be like that a little bit because she wants that type of stability and type of like male figure to look up to. And, and I love it because you could just see how much she actually really cares for him and wants to protect him and wants to support him and do what he needs. And even though a lot of times she really doesn't like his decisions, she stands behind him. And it's just because I think she sees his character and she sees like who he is deep down. And that's why I think she's so drawn to him, you know, and I love their dynamic and I love their relationship because I think it makes total sense. Cause she's like, this is somebody who's been a dad to me more than anyone else. I mean, he like lets her stay in their home after things go crazy. You know, he like has her eat breakfast with his whole family. He trusts her to do things on her own. You know, he's like trying to give her that support so that she's confident enough to know that she can do it by herself. And I love it. It's so great. And it's totally like something that drives Ruth's character to just kind of be a better person in the later seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, um, and it's also just the, the fact that 
he does rely on her. He does depend on her. And there's a level of trust that he has for her more than anybody else. I mean, there's just some, there's a level of trust there that he doesn't give to any other outside people outside of his immediate family, of course. But there's a level of trust with Ruth that 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 is that is equal to some of the trust he has in his family in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think that she appreciates that and especially when you get into the Langmore family and how Cade was talking about how they just have this history of being these low lives being these criminals and everything like that and you know her father Cade he just kind of accepts that that's who they are and he, and he even says it you know you're a Langmore this is what we do this is how we've always lived this is what we uh, are and just kind of that self-fulfilling pros- uh, prophecy, I guess, of never being above what tradition has shown you, just never being above that kind of trailer trash, if you will, life. And I think that when Marty came along and, th- and, and her relationship with Marty starts to bud, I think that she sees herself as more of that now. She's getting responsibility. She's running these things. She's getting trust and support in a lot of ways that, like you said, the father and she she never got from that aspect of the family. And that's very empowering. And you can see that in her and how confident she is, how she deals with other people, how she operates under pressure. And she's not easily shaken. And, and even if she is, she's not really going to show you that until, you know, there's an opportune time and then she'll show it, but she's not going to show that to you. And when it's time to make a hard decision, I mean, that character has had to make some tough decisions. I mean, some of her family members are dead in order to keep this thing going, keep this thing alive. Other people have to die and uh, she had to make some tough decisions, decisions that really cost her uh, connections with other people in the family that she cares about, like Wyatt uh, Langmore and that relationship. And even though towards season three, we're starting to see that kind of come back. But there was a a real rift there between Wyatt and Ruth just because of decisions that she had to make. So it's... um. It, it it's very it's, it's just such great character development and that character just has some of the best lines i mean whenever she delivers a <laughs> smart ass remark or a smart ass comment i just couldn't help but laugh or chuckle or just smile because i'm like yep that's ruth you know now i just know what i'm gonna get from that character so it's always nice when she verbally berates someone or just <laughs> or just just equal somebody with her shit talking it's 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 just oh oh, it's just the best yeah it's just the best when she matches up with someone but yeah uh the, the 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 that character is played and acted with just such 
a great accuracy that it's just remarkable every time she's on screen. And yeah, she does steal a lot of scenes. When when she's in scenes, she really does enhance this entire series. So yeah, that's a Ruth Langmore is a wonderful character and looks like there's room to grow. And especially like at the end of this season, because uh, season three really tests her loyalties. And now you can see you're wondering if that loyalty is shaken a little bit with the way that uh, season three ends. So I'm even more excited to see what journey they take that character on. But yeah, bravo for that character. That's a that that's a great character uh, in this series for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and it's funny, like I know another one of my favorite characters who we can kind of discuss a little bit later because he came in later on in the show is Ben, who is essentially he turns out to be uh, Ruth's boyfriend and also um, the uh, Wendy's brother. Wendy is the wife in the show. Um, I completely loved him. Like he was probably the biggest screw up, but man, if he wasn't relatable, like, (laughs) you know, like just he was how much he just really was heartbroken if he let anybody down and just how much he was trying so hard to make things right, but ended up just making it worse because of how hard he was trying. Just so, so much about him was so relatable. And oh my goodness, like that acting by the, oh, what is his name? Let me find him. He is. Yeah. Oh, he was great. Tom yeah. Pelfrey. Man, I am blown away by his talent. He is phenomenal. Like the way that he plays somebody that has mental health issues, I think it might be some of the best portrayal of that that I've ever seen. It was phenomenal because you just see yeah. how much he's beating himself up. You see like, oh, the scene when he's in the cab and he's just like, pretty much having a conversation with just himself. That was incredible. Yeah, that was great. That was wonderful acting. And he's just unraveling and, and just thinking about all the decisions that up to that point and the situations they're in and wanting to help, but not knowing how, and then just, should I do this? Should I do that? And yeah, man, and you could just see Mm -hmm. in his facials, the unraveling that was happening. And man, that was such great acting. Yeah, that was definitely his top scene. And yeah, you're right. Even though he was just here for a season, man, dude, what an impact. What an impact. His his fate is heartbreaking in every possible way. And that's kind of just tragic. It's why I bring him up because I know I want to talk about Wendy a little bit. But just to go back to Ben, it's also his love that he has for Ruth. Like they are perfect together. Just the way they are together. They were. And how much he loved her. And he was just like, I think she's perfect. I don't want her to change anything about who she is. And she needs that. Like she needs that more than anybody where it's like, she's always made to feel like she's coming up short or whatever it is. And he's just like, nope, I'm going to pursue you. And I'm going to want you for you all the time. And it was perfect. And it's just what she needed. It's just what he needed to feel normal and not like he's a crazy person. Because, yeah, he made some really bad choices. But I honestly, I don't think he was crazy. I think he was just like he always meant well and could never really do the right thing, no matter how much he tried. And that in itself is just heartbreaking because like I've known people 
that are that way before where it's just like, man, the more you're trying, the worse you're making it, (laughs) you know, but it's just so relatable, but also just like, just seeing that heartbreak that he had of like, I'm sorry, like I wanted to make this better and I was trying to make this better, you know, it was just, oh, everything about that was so devastating and heartbreaking. But, but it's also because, so Wendy really, who is Ben's sister, she's who I want to talk about too, because she's a very dynamic character in this. And oh yeah, I'll be honest. It actually took me a minute to really like her. (laughs) Like something about her was just very too cold and distant for me for a lot of the time. Um, you know, so, I mean, I, I, I liked like what type of character she was. Like I understood what her role was in this story and I appreciated it, but just, even you can appreciate a character and not feel like you're going to like that character at the same time. But, you know, she just like, I think that while her and Marty have a very um, back and forth relationship with how things are going in their marriage, I do think that she kind of pushed him a lot in ways that she didn't need to. And it was a lot of it was she was being very, um, ambitious for herself like she really did just want to prove that she was valuable but to her downfall you know and i i appreciate that but i really i think the what really made me see her as a human and see her as like this person that is relatable i think it was that episode when she gets kidnapped by the pastor (laughs) because like their dialogue and everything they have going on in that episode is fantastic. You just kind of see more of her background and why she is the way that she is and where she came from. And just that real um, brokenness of how did I get here in her? And I appreciate that too, because that's also very relatable. Like she's just very much like, you know, I am a bad person and I've done bad things, you know, but (laughs) I mean, she's just not trying to pretend like she's something that she's not like she does a lot of times in the show because she kind of has to, she kind of has to pretend like she's this normal person that isn't hiding all these crazy things about her family. But when she, when she lays it out there and she's real, like she was when she was kind of in that vulnerable situation with the pastor, it's amazing. And that's kind of what made me be like, okay, I get you, Wendy. I I totally see you, you know, but, um, but then kind of towards the, the latter part of the third season, again, I'm like, I understand the position you're in with the decisions you have to make, but man, I don't like your decisions at all. Like I just more than anybody, I feel like her decisions made me angry, you know? Yeah, because when she got just so overly ambitious that she started to say, man, we can have it all and we we can, you know, and that kind of I want it all type of mentality, which is crazy. But it, it, it's so like I, I, I'm not going to act like I know the drug game, but I think that it, it was a great progression for that character. But yeah, she was pissing me off too with, I was like, come on, but come on, Wendy, what are you doing? But right. 
the but the ambition and the fact that she was like, look, maybe we can do this. You know, that getting that casino was damn near a miracle, getting that established and everything like that. And they did it. And there is just that part that you think, oh, well, look, look at all these situations we've been in. And we were able to either talk our way out, think, out maneuver, out political our way into this position. And I think she just got overconfident. You know, it got to the point to where she just saw this as maybe we can live like this instead. of, And she took her eye off the ball. The original goal was let's just do what we can until we can escape. That was kind of the Marty Bird plan. And she seemed okay with that plan. Then somewhere it became, she, 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 she made some things happen for them. Pivotal things that kind of kept the cartel happy and, and made them and really helped them survive and helped them establish that casino. And it was like the moment she realized I'm just as valuable to this thing as Marty. Mm. Suddenly it became, I'm more valuable. I can do this. I, I, you know, I can make this work. I can make this function and everything. And like you said, it was just to a fault. It was to a detriment. And it really was about that character having to come back to a humble place. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it was, that was the growth for that character. But yeah. And I mean, she, I guess, like you said, we, we had always kind of seen signs of that because yeah, like back to the first episode really quickly. Yeah. I thought it was Marty was the one cheating around and stuff or having those daydreams about cheating and wanting to cheat. But then you find out it was her. And then you kind of find out that that's kind of what she is. Like, you know, I'm just, I gotta be who I am and I'm going to go for what I want and different things like that. And that same mentality kind of spilled over into this situation, which you would think that this situation would make you go, okay, I got to be on my P's and Q's. Me and my husband have to cooperate now more than ever. And I've got to do what I can because the cartel is going to kill me. But you could, based on her past behaviors, see a character like that suddenly going, I can control this situation. I'm an asset. Mm. I'm important. I'm going to, uh, I can kind of create a small empire here along with the cartel and there were just so many like realization moments like I love like whenever she started having those conversations with the cartel leader in season three and she yeah is yeah and that one call that angry call where she's mad at him and she goes I thought we were partners and he just brings her down to earth Mm. I use you you know you're you're for me to use we're not partners you need to understand where you are you're down here and I'm up here and I use you for my advantages nothing more nothing less and when you're not useful to me anymore you don't have a reason to be alive and like it was just that that was such a great moment for that character because yeah man she was in over her head and didn't even realize it and then had to wind up making that sacrifice and it really just I think brought that character full circle and things like that yeah yeah and it's 
there, I mean, her and Marty's relationship is so complicated. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's honestly also kind of realistic from what I understand of what marriages are, (laughs) you know, extreme of them, but also like there are times when you just really don't like each other. You're really not on the same page with anything, but when push comes to shove, you're on the same team and you're just there no matter what. And no matter what came, what happened, the mistakes both of them made, they were just like. I love you, you know, like, I still love you. You're the one that I want to be with. Like, I'm all in with this whole thing with you. Like, you're the one that I, you know, because at the beginning, you think they're really just, they're, they're pretty much done with each other. You know, they're just like, we're just partners. We're no longer married. This is not us anymore. And then this craziness that they get thrown into pushes them together again. But I mean, you just kind of see that they never lost that love for each other. They just kind of lost their way and lost their sense of putting each other as most important. But I mean, you just kind of see how like just the crazy miscommunication they have, especially in that last season, which I will say like I did enjoy a lot of the third season. Just the dynamic I didn't like about it was that they weren't on the same page. They weren't working as a team anymore. And I think that that was such a great aspect of the first two seasons is they were in it together and they were trying to help each other and cover each other's tracks and make sure the other was, you know, kind of accounted for (laughs) in certain things. And in the third season, they're kind of pitted against each other and it's their pride and it's their lack of trust in each other in some aspects that kind of causes that. And it's interesting. And I understand like why that's what they did with the story. But I just, you know, I think they're just at their best when they're working together and they were totally working against each other. They, you know, it was just kind of like a game to them to prove like, no, I'm the big decision maker. I'm the one that's going to decide what happens here. And it just became a power play amongst themselves more than just trying to protect them as a family anymore. And it's like, you picked a really bad time to want to play that game because like the stakes are a little bit too high for you to be doing that right now, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, that's just kind of what they ended up doing for most of the third season. But then, you know, when, like I said, like when push comes to shove, they were just, they cared too much about each other. You know, when everything goes down with her brother and the fact that she is the one that gave him up and they ended up killing him. Like she couldn't even like face herself and all he wanted to do was just be there for her. You know, it wasn't this sense of judgment. It wasn't this sense of like, why would you do that? You know, he wasn't trying to yell at her for it. He was just like, this situation is awful and unimaginable and I'm here, you know? And I just, I love that about them that it just, it didn't matter how angry they were, how much they were totally trying to like show the other up. They were just still there for each other when it mattered, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of, and, and, in, and then this sort of kind of re- weird way that, that, that is the real love aspect of the relationship that they have, yeah. even though there are all these miscommunications and there are all these things and arguments and there was some, uh, uh you know, adultery here and there and there was you know even though there are all these things at the end of the day they do in a way in a way they do complete each other you know there is a tandem there that when they're working together 
things get done. And like I'm sure how it is in real marriages, sometimes you lose sight of that or you get about yourself or you get a little selfish or you want to feel empowered or whatever the case may be. You know, you you hear about these things in marriages. But what makes this dynamic great is that when you dress it up with this family is working for the cartel, it just really takes those dynamics and makes everything more serious. It amplifies everything. It kind of, uh, they're doing these things like she's trying to find a sense of empowerment and she wants to be significant, just as significant as Marty. And then there's a part where she's like, Oh, am I more significant? Well, maybe I am more significant to what's going on with this family. And these are things that you imagine happen in a real marriage where it goes back and forth and one person like I'm the breadwinner of the family and you know you might have a person who's making more money and all of a sudden they're the breadwinner then suddenly that person gets laid off or that person falls out of favor with their job or they don't get that promotion they were hoping for now all of a sudden the wife is the breadwinner and so there are these power dynamics that can kind of uh, switch back and forth. But when you dress it up with this whole cartel situation, it just makes everything so crazy. And yeah, but you're right. Like at the end of the day, they come back to each other. They say, I love you. They understand that at the end of the day, they are better off together and they've got to be together when it really counts. And then, especially when you compare that to another relationship in the show, uh, the snails, you know, Darlene. Oh my gosh. And, uh, and Jacob. And so you can kind of see the 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 difference there. How when you see how that relationship ended up and how they seemed so in sync and stuff like that. But when it was time for change, uh, when, when Jacob made those decisions and Darlene wasn't ready or wasn't didn't want to uh, adhere to those changes, something had to give with them and they couldn't adapt the, the birds, man, you want to talk about adaptable. I mean, even the kids, which is another thing about this show, because, uh, normally with a show like this, the temptation is you leave the kids in the dark and it's one adult going through it, or it's two adults going through it, but the kids don't know here. I mean, what, episode two, they tell the kids <laughs> just straight up. Yeah. Wendy just tells them. So now they're a part of this, too. And it really just makes for a fantastic family dynamic that you're really not you're not used to getting in a lot of shows. So I think that was a big risk that this show takes at the beginning that pays off, you know? Yeah, definitely. Man, the Snells, what in the world? They are like, yeah, man, absolutely (laughs) insane. Like, man, they are just explosive and they are relentless and really standing firm on these things that they think are just the most important thing in the world. Like, you know, the loyalty that they only have to each other and the loyalty Mm -hmm. that they think they need to have to like, this is my land. This is my world. Like step off. And it just is this, there's no grounds for them to be the way they are. They, they have no right to be as ridiculous as they are, but it makes them so evil and it makes them completely terrifying. 
you know, and it's yeah. just how dynamic their characters were and how, how well they were, um, kind of fleshed out in the end there because you don't really know much about them specifically leading up to the craziness that they cause. <laughs> but then you see that episode where it kind of shows how they met and just sort of how from the beginning, their relationship was just like nonstop on the go all the time, just an unconventional type of life. And they loved it, yeah. you know, but it just, it just led to all sorts of craziness. And like, even up to the very end when, you know, they wanted to kill each other to prove that the other was going to not be a problem. They were like, okay, I know what the problem is and I have to kill the problem. So it's kind of like their pride and their morals got mixed up because they were willing to kill each other to make sure that the other one didn't get in the way of what they wanted to happen. And yeah. it was, it was crazy. And, and then, yeah, I just, they were both just mad. They were just mad. Yeah. And it's crazy that you have a show where there's a cartel involved and I don't know, but Darlene absolutely scares me. Darlene <laughs> she's is just, is scary. And dare I say, she's the scariest person on the show. And she like, <laughs> shouldn't be because like, you know, you she's thinking, like a oh, racist it's just, old lady. <laughs> yeah. She's just like this crazy old lady, but has this sense of morale, this warped sense of morality and kind of like you said, tradition and just very steadfast in what she believes. And it's just a very like, and, and, you know, norm and, and the normally those are good qualities, but when they're perverse and you can't see anything beyond that, you get somebody like that. And, and she just is a, a very much a by any means necessary. I'm not going to take any disrespect. I'm not going to, I mean, whenever the, I mean, at the end of season one, that was just such a shock, man. Whenever this deal is made between them and the cartel and they're going to establish this casino. And then that guy makes this one offhand comment. Yeah. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't believe that uh, I'm here doing a deal with rednecks or however he said it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's just shot by Darlene. And it's like that yeah. whole deal. And you were just like, what? Like after that whole thing <laughs> yeah. happened and that character, that, that cartel character, the face of the cartel that kind of, uh, was overseeing. Yeah. The Ozark move. And I forget his name offhand. And man, this, this Isai uh, Morales, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Morales. Yes, man. I thought that was a character that was going to hang around for a while. I know. You know he had, you know, he kind of had some charisma. I liked him. And like, he would tell these parables and stories and he would do all these intimidating things. And he just seemed like a character that was going to be around a while. Like I felt like eventually yeah. something would have to give there, but I figured it would be the birds. You know, I thought that that it seemed like that was a character where somehow the birds were going to have to get rid of him. And then the next thing I know, boom, he's just shot in the face by Darlene. And it's like, yeah, what? And then it's like, you know, when you look at Darlene, so she has killed one of the 
uh, cartel, the right hand man of a cartel for the longest time. She killed him. She killed her, her husband, Jacob Snell, and she is still alive. You know, like she right. has done all of this. And she is still alive. And then, and when you see, and then, um, whenever her and, uh, oh my God, his name escapes me. Wyatt. Wyatt. Yes. Whenever her and Wyatt then suddenly start, then kind of start this relationship, kind of a relationship of common tragedies, almost, if you will, it's crazy and like. You just you just are like, oh, my God, Wyatt, what are you doing? And you just know this is going to end bad. Yeah, you just know this is going to end bad. And you just can't help but be afraid for what Wyatt is getting into. And now, Ruth, you're like, oh, my gosh, man. It's, you know, it's definitely interesting because like you you see that um, um, Snell, what is her name? Her first name? Oh, Darlene. Yeah. Darlene, so yes. you see that Darlene is also, though, one of those people who is fiercely loyal to anybody that she is like on good terms with, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like true. if she considers you family or she considers you a friend, like she is going to defend you to the ground. And you see that um, with just kind of her just staking her claim and like, this is our land, this, we run this, but you also see it in her relationship with Wyatt in a strange way, because, you know, she starts this relationship with him, but then like, if he needs something or he wants to help someone else like Ruth, she's like, okay, cool, whatever you want, you know? And it's weird. Like it's disturbing because like, it's just disturbing the two of them together. (laughs) But, (laughs) but also in a strange way, I want to say like, like why it is way too good for her anyway, even if it wasn't like a weird age gap and a weird difference of like character in general and personality. (laughs) But like she, he is just the most non-judgmental person of anyone on that show. You know, he's just kind of like, okay, cool, whatever you know, and just try, doesn't try to be anybody but himself, which I really love about him. He's just kind of like that when he's talking to Ruth and he's like, well, you know, I'm in love with the woman that's like, could be my grandma. And I talked to my dead dad. So what's normal? You know, I loved that scene with her because he's just kind of like, this is who I am. And I'm not even going to try to pretend like I'm not. And even just, yeah, how he's, how he spoke to Ben, even when Ben had to hide out with them for a little bit. And just everything about him. He's a very just non-judgmental person. And that's completely the opposite of her. She's just like, no, I don't like Mexican people. So I'm going to try to destroy them. <laughs> like yeah. she's just completely the opposite of him in all possible ways. And it's just the weirdest dynamic, but it's made for definitely interesting stories to come from season three. And and that's why yeah. Ruth is kind of going to, it seems like Ruth is going to be in an alliance with her now because of everything that happens towards the end of the season, you know, and Ruth is pissed. She's like, you guys let the love of my life get killed. You let your brother get killed. Like, I'm mad. I'm out. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to pretend like it's okay. And somehow you just know that a big alliance is forming for the next season between Ruth and Darlene. And that's going to be craziness. 
I like know. kind of yeah. badass probably, <laughs> but also crazy in a lot of ways. So I don't know what to expect from that, but I, I'm curious to see that dynamic of, of women working together, you know, but, um, yeah. I don't blame her for being so mad at Wendy for what happened. Um, yeah. but just because yeah. of how much I love Ruth and Marty's relationship, I'm kind of sad to see them kind of drifting apart because of it. Um, but yeah. but yeah, it's just like, it's just devastating because Ruth needs that type of relationship in her life. You know what I mean? But, um, and just, I also love how she took on the role of caregiver for Wyatt too. And just how much she's believed in him and supported him. And just even when he didn't even want to talk to her, she was still there all the time. So she's also fiercely loyal. And I think that's sort of the thing that her and Darlene have in common, which is weird to say because they're very opposite people, but kind of not, you know, very strong-willed, stubborn women that want to prove their worth, you know, yeah, fiercely loyal true. to the people they love and to their families. But for some reason, one, one seems to work for more the, the good and one for the evil, even though nobody's really good in the show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, no, all of those are good points. And yeah, like, uh, uh, that dynamic, uh, with Ruth, with Ruth and Darlene. Yeah. You could see that you could see how they could relate to each other. And you do get those parallels with them both being so strong minded and they, they, they've definitely got a moral code. And that's something I think every character kind of has in this show. You know, you have these characters and yeah, like you said, nobody is really good, a good guy or a bad guy per se. But I mean, I, well, no one's like super good. I, I mean, yeah. well, maybe like, uh, there's moments, you know, maybe Wyatt or somebody like that. I think I Wyatt mean, and Wyatt, Ben are probably the only two that like essentially were good people and just maybe didn't make great decisions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, essentially, yeah, that is probably the only two, but everybody kind of has this code and you appreciate some of the codes, I guess, that's or the credos that some of these characters live by. So like you said, yeah, that dynamic with Darlene and Ruth, that definitely could be something. And uh, and yeah, and like you said, like Wyatt, yeah, that that's a good dude. He is one of the like generally good people on the show. And like even for the time that he was hanging out with Charlotte, you thought that maybe he was just, you know, trying to make the moves on Charlotte and everything like that. And it wasn't even like that. He really was just trying to be a person who enriched her life, you know? And even when she was like, you know, aren't you going to kiss me and everything like that? He was like, well, man, I don't want to just be uh, a story that you tell your friends about of something that you did while you were at the Ozarks. Just the fact that he would even think like that. You know, and he's giving people books and telling them to read. I mean, he really is just the polar opposite of everybody, of a lot of these people he's on the, the show. He's the anti-Ozark and, community in general. <laughs> pretty much. So you just wonder what's going to happen to him. You hope that he doesn't get tainted by all of this. You hope that he just doesn't, like, do a 180 and become the worst person. You know, like, because it just seems like yeah. that character is primed 
This is primed to happen to that character because he's just around so much chaos. But we'll see what happens. And and so, like, all of this is so intriguing going into season four. You've got all these storylines. Like, what is Wendy going to be like after everything that happened to her brother? What is going to happen with this alliance with uh, Ruth and with um, Darlene? And all of them, what's and why? What's going to happen with that? The 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 FBI is still investigating. So what's going to happen with that? Yeah. You know, uh, how is this relationship with the cartel going to improve? Because yeah, that's another dynamic that uh, we didn't talk about much. But just this whole thing with the cartel and how the inner workings of that sort of. Uh, kind of, we got more layers of that. Um, and, and that woman that was kind of the the new second in command. Oh my gosh, mm. her name escapes me too. You're talking about Helen? Oh, what was her name? Yes, Helen. Yes, Helen. And that actress was great in this too. She had a Janet McTeer. She had a lot of strong scenes uh, in this too. And she was a nice uh, new addition to this. Very efficient, trying to make sure things happen. But then we got to see her, a dynamic with her and her daughter. And there was some vulnerability there. And her and Wendy kind of have this relationship going a little bit, both kind of empowered women, but in this situation. So that was an interesting dynamic too. But yeah, seeing that aspect of it and then her, seeming like maybe she was going to try to take over what the birds had and get rid of them. And then when you get to that scene at the end where it's Helen and them, Ooh. and you know, somebody's going to get it. You know that he was making the cartel leader was making a decision on who he was going to keep. And then in that moment, boom, blows Helen's brains out oh and hugs them. Yeah, and then has the nerve to hug them while brain <laughs> matter and fragments are all over them and are all over them. And it's just so crazy. But it was like in that moment, he made the decision that sacrifice her sa- Wendy sacrificing her brother. You realize that that's what saved them. You realize that that loyalty, that show of loyalty probably is what saved them you know Mm. yeah and it's like i also love the part when um when wendy is trying to drive her brother to someplace safe and oh my gosh starts asking her you know like why how did you get here you know and i i do love the honesty in that too of where she was like at this point it's just it makes me feel alive to live this way and that's essentially what what the answer was. It wasn't like, a I feel like I have to do this to survive anymore. That wasn't even her answer. Her answer was everything else in my life feels like it was really lame compared to this now, you know, and the honesty of that, but also the truth behind it. Because, I mean, how many people have we have probably so many of us met where it's like you thrive on the drama, you feed off of it. You feed off of that what's like mm-hmm. moment to moment, I don't know what is about to happen type of thing, you know, and there are so many people that are like that. And I just I love that they gave that type of character and that type of personality a voice because sometimes maybe they don't need the crazy motive. Like, obviously, it started out that way, and I'm sure it's still going to be a part of it is how much she wants to protect her family and not die. but. 
when it came down to it, the reason that she gave is because she wants to feel alive, you know? Yeah. And that, and that scene where it does show her, um, breaking into, you know, her telling that story about how she would break into houses just to do it and just to have that rush and just to have that feeling of doing it. And then when we fast forward and she's an adult and then she breaks into their original house and she's just in there walking around and doing stuff and stuff like that and kind of left the calling card. And yeah, you do get the sense that Wendy is this person that the, she, this is a sense of adventure to her. This is a, you know, the, the, it's the rush of doing things. And sometimes those decisions aren't always rational or aren't always maybe the best decisions. But like you said, she, the, that that feeling of want to be alive and have that sense of adventure and not having a dull moment. And there are people like that. Shoot, there are times, shoot, I feel like that. You just feel like your routine is boring and you just wish there was something to break the routine or if yeah. something crazy or exciting happens or something kind of some drama happens, you, you, you know, it's sometimes you do in a way you say you don't want any of that stuff, but sometimes you do kind of welcome those things, or at least for the moment, they make life a little more exciting that they make life a little more uh, interesting while you're in it. And then of course you get to the point to where you're like, please go away or God, I don't want this anymore. But uh, there are those moments in life where you want some excitement. You want to change a pace. You want something different to happen. So you're right. I'm glad that that character, uh, was represented and it does make for an interesting dynamic because with her and Marty, that's the difference. Marty is so analytical and he's always thinking. And even when horrible things are said to them, to him, I'm going to cut the skin off of your children first and make you watch. And then I'm going to, and then I'm not going to kill you yet. Then I'm going to kill you after you have to look at your wife and kids dead. And a person can say that to him and you can just see the wheels turning in his head and that's a, and and that's just more of a credit to Jason Bateman like he's yeah. hearing that and he's processing that but he's also thinking and you can see the wheels turning in his head. you can practically see the wheels turning and then on the flip side of that you've got somebody like Wendy who is she walks on the wild side sometimes <laughs> she'll yeah. say kind of something that maybe she doesn't need to say she'll kind of tempt and lure a guy and get what she wants out of him and then just drop him like a bad habit she is like you said she loves the excitement of that she likes the excitement of manipulation she likes being on the edge of disaster and being able to come away with it, which does make her a great partner in a lot of ways in a situation such as this. So, yeah, yeah, all interesting dynamic. And it's and it's interesting that you say that, too, about kind of like how Wendy is sort of that adrenaline adrenaline junkie type of person. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think about it till right now, but like their daughter. It's kind of like that, too. Like, I think she's a lot more like her mom than she would want to admit because of how much she just seems to resent them. But I mean, even when you see her, she's out swimming and she almost drowns. And then when she doesn't drown and she's like smiling and laughing about it, 
you know, you kind of feel like, oh, there was that adrenaline rush. You know what I mean? And yeah, you caught an inkling of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and that's interesting because I wonder if they're going to do more with that, too, like in later seasons of how maybe she's going to be a big asset to her mom because she is like her mom. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I just, I, I think that's actually very clever that they sort of put those very tiny hints of that in there. Um, not that I know that that's what they were doing, but I just feel like I hope they were (laughs) because I think that would be perfect for later seasons, you know, for that to come up again. But, um, yeah, but it's just like with Marty too, I just, it's funny with him because for every person that turns around and like wants to kill him or hates him, there's another person that is completely like on his side. <laughs> Even people that yeah. you don't expect would be are just like protecting him and would rather just like lie and pretend so that they're not getting him in trouble. Like the lady who was the bartender um, I can't remember her name. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. I didn't yeah. care for her as a whole, but in general, like how much she wanted to really just like not get Marty killed or in trouble, you know, and put her own life at risk a little bit to even like do that, which is interesting. Yeah. And then just how many people hate him and so many people blame him for ruining things. But then there's these like really loyal people he has surrounding him. That you're just like, I don't know why they're so loyal to him, but that must speak something to who he is and just how he works with people. Like, I think he's just an underrated leader, um, you know, because he has those qualities of he makes you trust him. He's a trustworthy type of person and he's charming in his words. He's charming in just like how he shows that he connects with people, even like with Ruth, where you know, he's like all business and he's like, okay, this needs to work out. But he's like, Ruth, are you okay? <laughs> Ruth, I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but get this done. You know, <laughs> like it's, yeah. there's just something very, <laughs> as much as he's a businessman, he also does have those very kind qualities about him that I think that's why he has so many people that support him too. Cause they're like, you're actually kind of a, a good guy. You're just not doing a lot of good things right now, you know? Yeah. And even like with that Rachel character, he he tried to take care of her. He was like, you know, you know, this is uh, X amount of money and you can go here and you can do this. You know, he tried to present himself that he still wanted that he knew the situation was bad, but he still wanted to, in a way, do right by her. And that's the thing about him is like that's the moral code of him. He's not really trying to necessarily just completely screw over anybody. He's just trying to come up with a scenario where, look, if we get the casino running and I leave somebody here who can run it, they'll still get their money. They won't get us, but but I'm not. But the cartel will still have what they want and my family will be somewhere else. We'll change our identities. Our family will be somewhere else. So even in that situation, he's still thinking about the cartel, even though there, you know, he's trying to escape. He's still wanting to leave the operation running. And that's just kind of the moral code that he has. That's just the guy that he is. He's not really trying to do wrong by anybody or just like uh, uh, Kay Langmore, Ruth's father. He was like, OK, look, maybe we can pay him 
X amount of money to just leave. You know, it wasn't the <laughs> right. solution didn't wasn't, well, we got to kill him or, oh, we got to make sure he's gotten rid of or whatever. He wanted to just pay him and send him out of town. He was willing to just pay the guy off and keep him alive. But, you know, Wendy wasn't having that. Wendy was like, nah, you touch my daughter like that. Uh, right. You're a dead man. <laughs> but but like but like but still, you know, that's. But that's Marty. You know what I mean? That's who he is. That's just kind of the, the, the way he is. He, he tries. He just wants the win-win. He's trying to get a, a win-win-win-win. And it may be impossible, but boy, if he doesn't tr- uh, lose sleep at night trying to think of it, you know? Right. And that's kind of what that character is, you know? Yeah, and it's. It, I think, I mean, it could so easily be misinterpreted as he has no backbone. But really what it is, he's just so analytical that he's trying to think like 10 steps ahead (laughs) to see like, how can I get myself and my family out of this with the most like minimal possible like casualties of a situation? And yeah, and I love that, too, because I think he's just so misunderstood. You know what I mean? And um, but there's something very likable about him even still, you know, but um, I mean, and even how he was with with the baby, with Zeke, when when they took the pastor's kid because they killed his dad because he was holding Wendy hostage, like just the worst situation you can imagine. And they took in the baby and handing that baby off to Darlene. That had to have been like a gut punch right there. But like, I just, I love how they showed that though, how he was like, he loves his family so much. And, you know, Darlene pretty much threatened his son, you know, and he was like, I don't need you threatening my family or touching my kids. Like I need to do what I need to do to protect my family, even if that meant giving up Zeke. And you can just tell how devastated he was because as he's handing Zeke off to Darlene, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like he's apologizing to the baby because he knows it's a terrible situation, but he's just, he's at kind of like a standstill of what am I supposed to do? Like, if I don't give you this, you're going to make things worse. And I think that's kind of the situation Wendy was in a lot too, but you know, it's just, they made a lot of hard decisions that, I mean, you can't really imagine really facing that like, hey, give up someone from your family or give me what I want, you know, like just really terrible (laughs) situations that they've gotten themselves into and they handle them so very differently yet the same, you know, they're just kind of like what it comes down to is we're going to stay alive and our kids are going to stay alive. But they just the way they think of the situation and how they would have handled it is always very different. Yeah. And just and and even and that even goes into the dynamics with the kids, like you said, like with uh, Charlotte being more like the mother and and then um, the son kind of Mm. being more like the father, Jonah, with how analytical he is and he wants to be useful. And I love like even the kid dynamics in this are interesting and I will just talk about them for a second I've had to get them in here but like even that's interesting like how Jonah wants to be useful and he can already manipulate bank accounts and he's like well look I can use my droid and I can do this or I can you know look what I can do I can do this and how he's always trying to be that person because he wants 
you know, he wants a father, he wants a mother. So he's trying to win them over and say, look, I'm, you know, I'm not upset with you about being criminals. Look, I can help you with this enterprise. I can be useful. He just wants to be that kid. He's just that kid that wants to do right by his folks. You know what I mean? Even though this is a warped sort of illegal criminal type of way, but that really is what it is. It's just a child genuinely trying to be useful to his parents and show that he's not a liability. He's an asset. And then you kind of have Charlotte on the other side of that, who just hates the lying. She doesn't want to live like this. This is not normal. I want to get out of this situation, but I can't sort of deal. So she resents them because she knows all of this is wrong. But at the same time, what can you do? You know? So it, it, it really is that kind of thing. But like you said, but then there's this other part of her that is slowly becoming like her mom. There's a part of her that seeks adventure. And just like when she went to that boat uh, party thing with that older kid and kind of got into some trouble and, uh, you know, had sex and wasn't really ready for that. And then or thought that, you know, that was she was building something and then come to find out that guy was here and gone. And or like the you know, like you said, with the swimming pool and all of that. So you can see that this is rubbing off on her, but she doesn't want that. You get the feeling she doesn't want that, but it's happening whether she realizes that or not. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That's it's, it's all interesting stuff, man. All interesting stuff. And then even like uh, Jonah's relationship with the old guy that was that was living at the house, mm-hmm. um, that 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 Buddy. the house owner that made the deal with them and everything. Yeah, him like even that dynamic. And after he died, that speech that Jonah gave at the funeral, yes. that was great, man. And you could see that. And though in the time he had spent with them, he was like that father figure. That he was missing because Marty was so preoccupied with all of that, that that void was kind of being filled with that with, with him. And then when he died, you you could see that that devastated Jonah. It really got to him. So, see, all of those dynamics were have just been great across this show. You know, you think the kids that those stories would kind of suffer or they would kind of get thrown by the wayside, but even they find a way to even make the children's stories interesting. So it really is a testament to the writing of this show. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's, there's just so many characters. It's, it is kind of like game of Thrones in that way where there's just so many characters to watch their progression throughout the show and all of that. Like, yeah, it's just, there's so, so many great things to take in about it. And, Um, and interesting that you did bring up that scene about Charlotte on the boat and how she decided to have sex with that older guy when she's what, 15 years old. Um, like that was also pretty heartbreaking because you could tell she was like, I don't actually want this, you know, but I do at the same time. Like she, she just wanted to feel something, you know? Yes. And I, I kind of wish that they would have explored that a little bit more like that. There could have been this really great mother daughter connection thing with that. If they had talked about it ever, even if it was after the fact, I just think that that would have been a really good thing to do for the 
like just kind of seeing more of the Charlotte and Wendy's dynamic together. Um, maybe it'll happen later down the line, like maybe next season or something, it'll kind of be brought up. But I just think that that was a little bit of a missed opportunity to, to kind of, kind of put in a little bit more of that connection between them with talking about that. So, yeah. 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 And I get where you're going with that. And there were opportunities and it seemed like there were even times where that might happen. Like there were, I know that there was a time where her and Wendy were talking and she was like, some of the things that we have to do just to keep this secret or some of the things I've done, you, you wouldn't, you know, you think that uh, we're just these innocent wide eyed kids or whatever, but some of the things I've had to do. And she was like, what things? And I thought there she might open up. Yeah. But then she did not And it's like and it's true. Like they they keep having these near moments, but then something happens to just drop. But then the story just drives a rift in between them. So who knows? Maybe what they something will happen next season. But yeah, you keep Keep waiting on that connection because you're right. They are very much alike and you keep waiting on the realization, but it just hasn't happened yet. So yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's, true. it's true. And it's weird. Cause I feel like this show is so extremely well crafted and the storytelling is so detailed and specific that I feel like there was a reason they didn't do it. So I feel like maybe it's a card they're going to put down maybe later on in the show. Um, and granted, you know, this family, they all they do is kind of hide things from each other, you know, and things like that. So it's one of those where, well, I'm learning it from you guys type of thing. And maybe that was the point of it. And maybe the maybe it's just more of a for us as the audience to see, like, what kind of a rift is being put between the parents and the kids because of what they're seeing displayed in like, I'm hiding things from you. I'm not telling you the truth about things and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it really puts you as an audience member in a crazy place because there are some things where you understand why a parent wouldn't share that with the child. Yep. I mean, you understand the need to want to try to keep these kids as innocent as possible, even though you're kind of in, you're kind of past that point, I guess, in a lot of ways. but. You understand a parent trying still, even though all of that has happened and the kids are aware and they know they don't still you you could you could understand a parent thinking they still don't need to know everything. They're still my kids. That's still my daughter. That's still my son. And there is going to be that temptation to want to keep them as innocent as possible. Uh, But but then there are times where you wonder if that even is the right decision. Would it have just been better to let this to let Charlotte know so that that way she doesn't run off and go do this or go do that. And yeah, so there is that. But then at the same time, I love that the, that, that the, um, that the narrative still understands that they are kids. So, so every now and then Charlotte will mouth off about something and not realize that she's saying too much or sometimes being with the gun and everything and him going out and hiding these guns and learning how to use them and all of this kind of stuff. And then there being a pivotal moment and him, you know, if the gun hadn't been emptied, he would have shot somebody. And so then you understand that still 
and then when he's talking about it, man, I could have killed that guy and everything. You, you, you come back to the realization that the, the, the narrative has a way of reminding you, yeah, they know all of these things, but they're still children, man. So, you know, it really puts you in some great situations as an audience member with all those dynamics, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. So anything else? Uh, any? Uh, well, actually, um, I, don't, I don't Maybe we already mentioned our negatives, but are there any negatives? You know, just really quickly. Is there anything that uh, I mean, you probably already said it with the whole thing with uh, Wendy and Charlotte, but any other negatives or critiques or anything like that you can think of for the show thus far? I mean, there's really not a lot of negative. Like the only thing is yeah. you, you get so invested in these characters that you're just like, no, but I want to know more about that. <laughs> no, but I still want more detail on that. Like, I know you flesh them out a lot, but they're just so interesting. I just want to see what happens in all these situations for this person. So I just, it's, it's more of just like, I wish that we could get more, um, I guess maybe more character dynamics between the different people, like more of um, even like Ruth and Wendy or, you know, just like the characters, maybe that we don't see a lot of their interactions with each other. Um, just seeing a little bit more of that um, happening. So that would, that would be interesting for sure. But honestly, there's just, there's not a lot you could say about this show that is negative. It's just so well-written and acted and, it's it's just a wild ride that you can't not enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think you're right. I mean, it's really this is a tough uh, show to critique. Now, I mean, you know, if you want to get nitpicky, sure, maybe there are some things sometimes where the right thing happens just in the nick of time or sometimes the birds get something that yeah. they need. Um, you know, something conveniently happens or a decision is conveniently made and they kind of get what they need to keep this story going. So, you know, there are elements like that, I guess you could say, but I yeah. don't know, man, it's a story. A, a story's got a story. <laughs> they, I have mean, like I'm not nine, gonna... they have like nine lives or something. It's they like, do. They, they, do they definitely should lives. not at all still be alive based on everything else that's yeah. happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that's true. And I think that's a fair critique. Like, I mean, especially like when, when Marty got picked up by the cartel, it's hard to imagine too many situations where he comes back alive. Like, right. <laughs> you know, like there are times where or there are times where they'll make a decision and you just feel like, OK, if the cartel knew of this and was aware of this or if that money really came up missing like that, these people would just be dead. Or, you know, there are times where you do where you are like would they really let them live in this situation or would she really be able to talk to him that way? way and still be alive like there are times where you're just like okay Ozark, i'm just gonna I, I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> I'll overlook I, i'm it. not gonna question it yeah i'm not gonna question it too much i'm just gonna enjoy the story so there are those things that if you want to pick this apart you can say oh yeah that conveniently happens or oh you know this character would have had to have what to have had would had to have anticipated that this character was going to be here and something conveniently happens or, you know, there are things 
like that, I guess you could say, that yeah. drive the narrative forward that you can question. But overall, yeah, I don't I don't really have uh, too many critiques. And like you said, just some of the dynamics, you know, you would like to see them have more conversations with the kids because I like those things. I like you would like to see them get closer to the kids in this situation. Um, the lying to them all the time or misleading them all the time or, you know, what's happening? Oh, nothing, kids, even though you can obviously see it. I think we're at a point now to where I would like to see them just be more honest with the kids, you know, <laughs> right. re- whether re- regardless of what the outcome might be. I do think that at some point you got to, you can't mislead them with everything. So sometimes I would like to see that dynamic do something a little bit different with that dynamic, but we'll see maybe season four will have that. But yeah, like you said, I don't really have too many critiques about this show. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm also just excited to see, what comes about from those like accounts that the kids set up and that money that he put in? I feel like I thought this season they were going to use that. Like something crazy was going to happen and he's going to be like, Hey, you know what though? I have this much crazy amount of money saved up and I have an account offshore. Let's go. I really expected them to use that because of how much they kind of build that up in the show. But I feel like it's going to play a part maybe in the next season as well. Just because I feel like as much as they reference that situation, I just don't think that they're done with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you just got this feeling as as um, as with everything that's happening with Jonah and as he gets smarter to what's going on and everything like that. And then the just some of the conversations that him and Charlotte have and things like that. You just get the sense that they're going to try to do something. <laughs> that's yes. either not going to work out or they're, they're going to try to do something. And I, you just wonder what's going to happen. And then even with Helen, Helen is dead. Now what happens with the daughter? Yeah. You know, does the daughter move in and what happens there? You know, what with them knowing, does one of the kids find out what happens to Helen? And then does there become this thing of, do we tell her daughter or not? You know, there, there's a lot, something could happen with that. So I just got a feeling that is coming too. So, you know, there, there, there's gotta be an aftermath uh, now that Helen is dead. So yeah. Uh, I'm definitely excited about season four. I mean, based on everything that they set up, season four could be better than season three. I yeah. mean, it could be the best season based on what what we've got and the setups that we have. So, yeah, I, I can't. And that's what you want from a show. You know, you want a show to not only leave you on the edge of your seat, but you want some resolutions and things to happen that feel like the show is progressing. And I mean, this show definitely feels like that after three seasons. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So if there was nothing more, I guess we can end things right here. I think you've heard enough from us in regards to Ozark. So definitely uh, check us out on our Facebook page. Give us a like at Cinema Slayers Podcast on Facebook. We've got the Instagram Cinema underscore Slayers. And we're always sharing and putting posts out about our streaming picks and things of that nature. Um, And and just listen to our past episodes. We've got some good ones up. We've got some great topics. uh, Box office 
office numbers of Star Wars versus the MCU. We've talked about the impact of streaming. Um, We've done a lot of different things. You can go back and listen to what we thought about Tiger King. So we've got a lot of great uh, episodes in our, our archives. So you can catch us wherever you can find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. We're on all those different uh, media outlets. So definitely check out some of our previous episodes. Um, and, and we're also on Twitter as well, Cinema Slayers. Um, so just let us know what you're thinking and check out our episodes um, and, and, and let us know what you thought of Ozark. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear about what you thought after you hear this episode and let us know what you think of Ozark. Did you like it? Do you think it's a great show? Do you think it's garbage? We want to hear from you. So we're very interactive. We're very receptive to opinions. So definitely let us know what you're thinking and thank you for enjoying, um, for, well, I hope you enjoyed us, but thank you for uh, visiting us again and listening to another exciting episode of Cinema Slayers. And Sterling, cue the music.